Hello and welcome to Move the Line, presented by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today. Take advantage of our promo code 4 for 4 and receive a risk-free $1,000 bet. Joining me, as always, in this space is my man, Connor Allen. Connor, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Crazy the season is somewhat winding down, uh, but I'm just happy to have, you know, hashtag MyDolphins uh, off of by, and, uh, you know, it's great. Winding down? I mean, Doesn't yeah. It's sure like, it feel like we're winding down. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's look at my schedule. Season, the next, like, like two weeks, and I'm like, no, we're not winding down yet. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe I'm just winding down. Like my mentally, you know, I'm just like waning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't look good. <laughs> there's, there's, four, I had to think about it. There's four more weeks of regular season, and then you got, you know, the three weeks of the playoffs, then the week, and then the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah that's, the playoffs are right easy. down there. The playoffs yeah, are they easy. are. Yeah, I mean, way fewer games. Yeah, you're not handicapping the, the bullshit, you know, like four or five games where half the starters are out and, you know, well, I mean, I guess that's what we're doing this week, so who knows. That's yeah, fair. this is what we're doing this week. That voice uh, that you hear, it's familiar to you as well. You know what? I think we've had Andy and Drew, and I think we've had just Drew, but I don't think – I think this is our first rodeo with just Andy. We have the um, northern – member of the uh, Deep Dive podcast, our friend and a uh, um, co-worker that I have to see his beautiful face every day, regardless, uh, my friend Andy Molitor, uh, the director of content for Bestsburg. Andy, welcome to uh, Moon Line, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is nice chatting with you guys. I never get to talk to I haven't seen. I'm not sure I've really talked to Connor since Vegas. I just, everyone's so busy. I know it's, it's been a oh, while. Yeah, we, yeah. we were vibing in the pool for like a good two hours uh, at Circa, and then you know now we have, we haven't talked since. So yeah, we had like a foot of snow the other day. I need to be vibing in the pool in Vegas again. This sucks. Maybe March? Are you a Mar- going for March Madness or anything? You have any Vegas plans? Uh, I think or- pro- I'm going to try to make it out there once before then because I'm just stir crazy already. I've got cabin fever, but I think I'm going to go out for the the Bet Bash weekend. That's the it's my birthday weekend because yeah, we celebrate birthdays so hardly when you're in your thirties, but <laughs> that's uh, it's also the national championship on that Monday. So I might go out for the natty, the college nice. basketball natty and do some stuff up then. I like, Ooh. I like betting college basketball out there quite a bit. Nice. Love it. Uh, you can check out uh, Andy just did a marathon show. You're going to get uh, some his takes or fresh off the presses. Oh, uh, yeah. You can find the deep dive podcast, wherever you subscribe. Uh, you listen to this show, you just listen back to back. So uh, wherever you're listening to Move the Line, we appreciate it. Uh, again, two shows a week, both on uh, YouTube and in podcast form. Uh, this is, again, Wednesday, Game by Game Breakdowns. On Fridays, we bring on our buddy Prop Stars, get a little bit deeper into the prop market. I want to let you know that we have NBA launching at 4 for 4 on Monday. We're going to have a prop article every day of the week. We already have some tools ready to go that are very similar to our NFL tools as far as uh, props go. So you want to take advantage of that. A subscription, again, down in the show notes here for 44.com slash plans. A sub takes you now through the end of the season, through the end of February, just $44. It's going to get you all of our NFL stuff, everything on the site at 444, including our golf stuff, which is going to start in January, and then all the NBA stuff as well. So uh, easy to make your money back in a quick, quick way. They're really excited about all the things we have coming in a big, big way in the future. Uh, gentlemen, big week for favorites last week and overs. It's two weeks in a row for the favorites. Uh, we had dogs really ruining the day for quite a while. Favorites 11-3 and three last week, uh, winning by nearly 17 points per game. Uh, not a great week for the bookmakers. 
Uh, and then 10 of the 14 games went over the total as well. So again, nothing predictive here, but it's interesting, worth noting. These things kind of come out in the wash in the end. Again, we had like, you know, dogs, 23 games above 500 there for a little bit there. So uh, coming back here, it's going to be an interesting week. Hard to cap because there's a lot of news breaking. Probably while we're recording this, there's probably another dozen guys that end up on the COVID list. But we're going to do our, our best here. Uh, we'll skip the Thursday one like we typically do. Jumping, we got two Saturday games this week. We'll start with the first one. This has been on the move quite a bit. We got the Raiders on the road in Cleveland. Browns now catching two points at home. The totals dropped all the way down to 39. Again, difficult to keep up with all that's going on here. Uh, after winning last week at home against the Ravens, the Browns right back in the mix for the AFC North crown. Opened as a six-point favorite. And basically the entire team is on the COVID list. We have... Uh, Case Keenum here at, uh, at quarterback. We got Donovan Peoples-Jones as the number one receiver. Nick Chubb just had COVID not too long ago, so he's probably in the clear here. He's not qualifying for you know, the rigorous testing things. Uh, and then Vegas is throwing us a wrinkle. We might get Marcus Mariota getting snaps here, Andy. Uh, kick us off with this one. How are we going to cap this game? Yeah, that is the uh, that is the rub, isn't it? Marcus Mariota, what if they're pulling the thing where they don't let you know and they just kind of leak it out, so you have to try to prep for two quarterbacks while you're down 13 players and a head coach and you're in a dogfight for this division. Everybody's live for this division. If, if Baltimore is missing Lamar and they drop a couple games, like nobody is out of this race, even the Steelers, which right. is really something at this point. But uh, – yeah, this is a, this is not a great spot for you to be missing half the team. Mariota, I'm not sure. You might get the little bump if uh, he plays well and you just haven't prepped for a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. And truthfully, like if you wanted to do it and you're kind of punting on the season, Derek Carr got hit like a dozen times last week. Like he, he can't be feeling good anyway. You know, nobody wants to get replaced, but if maybe he doesn't fight it too bad, like, hey, you just got the, you know, you got the snot kicked out of you last week. Do you you want to go up against? I mean, Clowney's still playing well when he's he's a little dinged up, but you want to go play against Miles Garrett and them, like, uh, or maybe we just give Mariota a few snaps. So, be interesting based on the quarterback stuff. Congrats to anybody who was quick and bet the plus six and when that was around you know this is the same as like you know who does good at this nba betters those people are all over this like oh my god middleton's out i gotta hammer this and you know, <laughs> shit like that all the time so i mean it's the same thing you know if you, if you were fast if you had some outs if you had some slow books who who left this up you can take advantage i honestly i'm still tempted by this under at 39 this is, i had it, i had the button to hit the six i just didn't I just didn't have any conviction in it. I knew it was going to be the best of the number, but it was like, I'm just chasing numbers, which is smart to do typically. And I do, but I've fallen victim as Connor likes to remind me often this year, I, you know, chasing the best of the numbers, not always worked in my favor, but God, Connor, any thoughts here in this one? I'm kind of with Andy. 39 is such a hard spot to take an under, but I mean, I, this is going to be an ugly one. Yeah. Newton, you're just a massive simp for closing line value. I'm not sure that, you know, you know what that totally term true. means, but I think that that's just, you know, that's just where you're at, um, yep. which is totally fine because that's the, the sharp way to go about it. But then, like you said, this opened at minus six. And then, so when some of the players got announced out, it moved down to like minus four and a half, like, and then moved to minus three. Like, so that seemed like about, about right with, uh, um, you know, I don't know, I mean, the Browns still having, you know, some players. And then I was Baker out. It went from minus three all the way to, a Raiders minus one. Uh, and at this point, I'm really interested because a few weeks ago, the market told us that Mayfield to the backup was like a one point downgrade. 
Now they're telling us it's four points. I don't know. It just seems like, is that really the move? Like, it seems like that's like, doesn't really make sense. Um, and so like, I get that there's like no one playing for the Browns, but still like this Raiders team now is coming off since the bye. They've scored 16 or fewer points in five of their six games. Um, I mean, like they've had one good game against the Cowboys in that entire span and they've looked, I mean, relatively lifeless. So I think the whole like Mariota thing is like, I mean, it has to have legs. Like how much worse can they really be doing? Like they've been scoring one of the, the lowest rates in the league. So um, yeah, I think that Thunder here, I think that the Raiders team total, if you can find above 17 and a half, which I mean, it was at the minus three. Now it's probably a little bit less than that. If you're able to find it around that range, I think that the under there's a great look and probably the under on the game. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what the Browns game plan is going to be other than just like hand the ball off. No touchdowns scored. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did. I had a little conspiracy theory about like, and I won't get too deep into it, but basically the crux of it was like John Gruden is, was, and probably still always will be a good offensive mind. And there was a little carryover when you, when you ended up with, but I just don't think the game planning is any good anymore on the offensive side. Now that he's gone, it's just, it, it's definitely missing something. And you know, that one outlier being the Cowboys game where they scored a lot, but the refs, uh, Drew brought that up. The refs really helped him out in that game. So yeah, the offense is kind of broken right now. And despite the the you know the gift they're be given, they've been given here by the uh, the COVID nineteen variants, just knocking out half the opponent. It's still like not a great spot yeah. for them. They're, they're just yeah, they they have no juice right now. I mean, like Nick Chubb breaks two long runs, like Raiders lose. Yeah. <laughs> what do the Browns hopefully, do though? They, 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 they left to run six, nothing but twelve, and they don't have any tight ends. Like they, like well, I don't know what they're gonna do. Well, they have a tight end. It'll just be like a fifth stringer off the practice squad. Like, <laughs> yeah, that we've never heard of. Yeah, it's a wild one. I mean, again, the problem is, is like, if this is on Sunday, it would be so easy to ignore it because it'd be one of many. But like, it's gonna be a standalone island game on a Saturday. We're gonna be like, as we get a little bit closer, to be like, all right, let me let me see what I can get in here, and you know, it's it's just a little harder to to stay away from it. So. Uh, nothing for me currently, but uh, I get, we'll have to chase some Hunter Renfro props regardless because that dude is just getting absolutely peppered with targets. Uh, Darren Waller not practicing again today, so you still have another spot there where he's uh, in line to be the majority of their offense. So we'll have to take some looks there. That's about it. Uh, the better game on Saturday is the nightcap. We have the Patriots on the road in Indy. Colts are two and a half point favorites. 45 is the total. Both clubs coming off of a week 14 bye. And I know producer Sal agrees with me. I find it very curious that neither team played. Neither team's dealing with any COVID stuff. We don't have any injuries here. Pats are one-point favorites in the look-ahead market. And now this has moved through the zero the other way, two and a half points to the Colts side. So, like, you know, the totality of, like, three and a half points is massive. We're moving through the zero, so it's not a huge move per se. But it's still, like, it's curious to me that we have this – even though nothing happened, Andy, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, the move between the minus two and a halves isn't a big win probability change, but it doesn't mean nothing. It's still a move. It's not. They're not moving for you know giggles. Yeah. It, it's you know they're, they're taking bets, and I, I you know I wonder. We've had this a couple times in the Vikings Cowboys game where both teams come off a bye and it changes. Like I think it's happened three times where two teams come off a bye and the, the look at it. and granted so. Look-ahead lines are not available everywhere, and they're not at a very high limit. So even even when low-limit openers open up, 
and it's only Monday, Tuesday, and there's not $50,000 limits on NFL sides, they're still bigger than look-aheads. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think you, it's still just some of that early week money that is, you know, in the tweener spot. Like they're, they want to bet more than they could on a look-ahead, but they're not going to be laying 50 dimes on an NFL side. Like it's, it's semi-influential money, and especially since you're not costing any key numbers, I get it. So I, I guess you, you see some of this where maybe you're just seeing some Sunday money right away. Uh, based on God knows what, but yeah, nothing really changed. So I, I get it. I did take the Patriots here just straight up. I hope it loses. It's one of those, <laughs> I, I, I bet some, I have some Colts to win the AFC now that I'm tied to. And if they lose this game, that's looking pretty haphazardly. So a bit of a, he- not really a hedge on there. I still think it's a good number. Whoever was the dog here, was probably just going to take the, take the dog number with. And it's a, uh, it was a, it's a weird handicap because you never know what Bill will do just based off. I mean, do we have any recent evidence of Bill doing something completely wild with an offensive game plan based on who he faced and, you know, the conditions? Weird, you know. I decided <laughs> to only throw the ball three times. You could see, somebody brought this up earlier, like you could see him throw the ball 40 times because the, the Colts can stop the run. They're good against the run. They don't need to change anything. They don't need to really stack the box. So are they going to make Mac just dink and dunk 40 times? Maybe then you know that they probably score a decent amount of points. And again, in New England's got to decide what they want to do on defense if they want to stack and try to take away this running game, or do they want to try to take Pittman away and some of the stuff and make I'd, I'd try to make Wins beat me, cover Pittman, stack the box, make Wins beat you with the re- other receivers, see how that goes for you. So yep. and that's the reason why I do lean New England here. Yeah, seven straight for the Pats, Connor. Again, uh, that would be the most Belichick thing ever, as Andy laid out. Is they just come out here and they just go pass, 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 pick them apart, nickel and dime them, um, and they just kind of you know they run to mix in a little bit. Uh, there's a pretty clear mark here of what happens with with the Colts when Taylor runs for 100 yards. The Colts win. When he doesn't, they don't. That is. Uh, been the trend through the first 13 games, according to the athletic. And uh, I think it probably plays itself out here as well. I could see JC Jackson manning up on the outside against Pittman. And then they just kind of try to shut down Taylor, especially early in the game and and make them, uh, you know, deviate from that game plan. What are your thoughts here on the spot? Yeah, I I think it is, is an interesting spot because like you said, like they are probably going to try and run the ball, but I think that Bill Belichick knows that it's just going to like load the box. So he has to. I mean, this. Uh, I mean, this Indianapolis Colts team just like eviscerated a Bills team that's actually technically better at run defense than the Patriots, like by the numbers. Um, and so, like that gives me a little bit of pause. But I think that like they, I mean, they didn't even really like they weren't trying to stop the run. I think that that we saw that also against the Patriots that the Bills like weren't focusing on stopping the run and like loading the box. And so, I think that there's a way where that happens and they forced Carson Wentz to beat him. Now, on the other hand. Uh, I mean, you know, Frank Reich, you know, a little bit of a little bit of that action going on with some history uh, uh, against the Patriots, I think is, is a little bit interesting as well. So um, I don't know. I think for me, it's a stay away. I probably lean Patriots, but um, it's probably it's probably a stay away for me because I think that I'm always surprised by Carson Wentz as of late, like how well he's been playing comparatively. And like there was some spots early, like midseason, like early to midseason where I felt like we were at a really good spot against the Colts. And like they drew up like the perfect game plan and it felt like you know, Carson Wentz was just playing a lot better than I'd imagined. So, yeah, again, probably lean Pats, but I'm not sure I'm taking it. I think a lot of narrative in New England has been, you know, that Belichick doesn't trust him. He doesn't doesn't trust Mac. They wanted to, you know, take the ball out of his hands. And I think that there's a nice opportunity here for 
some Patriot passing overs, maybe even the Patriots team total over uh, as a play. They come back here and and, uh, and hang a crooked number here on the Colts and uh, and keep this running streak going. So got some Kendrick Bourne overs that I like that I think were, uh, were sexy earlier in the day. That number is long gone. But I think, again, like the market's been under on him a little bit. And again, we're coming off of a game with three passing attempts. So like there's not a lot in any mean median from a book standpoint is what, what they're expecting from uh, from Kendrick Bourne. So should be an interesting game. Good to have uh, good to have Saturday football. Uh, we'll get into some of the uh, ugly ones on Sunday. We'll start with Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, three and a half point favorites at home. 39 and a half is the total. This is a big rematch from the week one spots. Uh, a game that Neither of these clubs should really want to win. The loser is going to keep themselves alive for the top spot in the NFL draft come April. The Urban Meyer stuff is completely out of control at this point. Like every day there's something new. We just got this uh, news earlier today that uh, former kicker Josh Lambeau came out and said that Urban Meyer kicked him uh, while stretching. Uh, Basically referred to the special team guys as dipshits and assholes. Never usually referred to them by their first name. Uh, just nothing good coming out of here at all. Uh, I can't imagine that they continue to keep him here. If I guess he'd have a case, Andy, if like Trevor Lawrence was balling out or meeting expectations even, but that's certainly not the case 14 weeks in. Jacksonville, 10 possessions last week against the Titans. Four picks, five punts, and a turnover on downs. They had as many turnovers uh, as they did penalties, which is or uh, as many uh, first downs as penalties, which is pretty impressive. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is uh, this is not turning out so well for the uh, the golden child. <laughs> and I don't know if I blame him. I think he has a nice ceiling. He could have a nice career. Just you know, you, you see some of the stuff coming out with the Urban. You see some of the game planning and what we're getting from Jacksonville in general, and it's rough. And I talked myself into a Texans bet today. This is a game you shouldn't <laughs> like get involved in, get excited about. But man, I I'm gonna I'm gonna split up some money on plus three. Uh, three and a halfs are getting expensive. Probably just going to play some plus three and some money line. Like Davis, uh, Davis Mills kind of looked good last week. Like he played. It's something when you're evaluating these young quarterbacks because it's hard to have like crazy breakout seasons where a, a rookie just does great. Go look at Peyton Manning's rookie stats. Oh, yeah. Garbage. He threw like forty interceptions. Like I, Her- Her- Herbert was fine. They didn't win a ton of games, but he had a, he was good. And the thing was, it's like he looked like he belonged. That's the biggest thing. Like last year before he was hurt, Burrow looked like he belonged. He looked like you know he had poise. He wasn't jumping. Like go look at Zach Zach Wilson. It's the opposite of what he does. Like he looks like he's just uncomfortable out there. He doesn't know what you know changes to make at the line. He doesn't read his progressions well. Like Davis, and I think it might just be a, a stupid like expectations thing. Is what I came up with. Like, there's no pressure on him. You're on the Texans. You just whatever. Go out there and play. You're not expected to win. If you lose, it's probably good for the team long term. And he looked fine last week. He's playing better. You know, long term, there's no chance you'd you'd want him over. A Trevor Lawrence type. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence feeling is crazy high once he gets some talent and a coach. But like right now, he's playing better. And in a total like a low total game like this, I don't mind getting the points with the team that's kind of playing with a little more pride than Jacksonville and hasn't fully lost the locker room. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Girl, right? it's a gross one. I, I hate it, but it's gross. I think Connor has been uh, made a, quite the buck this year on shorting Davis Mills, but we stayed away last week because that Seattle defense is like dead last and passing success rate allowed. And I think that had something to do with uh, Davis Mills looking uh, 
capable. Yeah, of, yeah. If he had to play a good team this week, I'm not taking Davis Mills. Yeah, he's, he's, he has no future in the league, likely. But against Jacksonville, I'm I'm fine with it. What are your thoughts here, Connor? Yeah, I think that that's a great point. Something that like we looked, I looked into it last week and said it on a prop show. But like, I mean, Davis Mills played it just insanely hard schedule. Like early on, it was like you know Carolina with J.C. Horn, then Buffalo, then New England. You know, Indy's not that good, but still like, you know, decent Arizona, the Rams, and then Indy again. I mean, like, that's like really hard. Like, that's probably the hardest strength of schedule that any quarterback played in the Anti Dolphins schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and then now, now he now he plays Seattle, which he just torched, and now he plays the Jaguars defense, which is worse than Seattle. Um, I think that actually, you know, don't hold me to it. Some Davis Mills overs. I mean, you know, just whisper that nice and quiet. I mean, it's really gross, but uh, maybe I think the Jaguar team total under here is a really interesting look. Twenty-one and a half. They scored more than twenty-one and a half points once all season. Now we're, I mean, looking the worst that they've looked all year. Um, and they also scored only scored twenty-one against the Jags in Week One. I mean, it's like they haven't they haven't really been playing well at all. And like four scores against anyone seems like asking like a lot out of this Jaguar team at this point. So I like um, that, Connor. Yeah, I think that that's a good look. Um, that's probably my best bet of this game. Yeah, they had a, they had they we bet them a few weeks ago. They were lined at like a twenty four and a half. And we had to go look. It had been over a year since they'd scored twenty four points or something. Like, it was ridiculous. And now, of course, they they made it a sweat anyway. But yeah, I like that look a lot. You're muted. Let's go. No, then. Yes, revenge. I'm always the one who mutes myself. Oh, he lost his mic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. He lost well, we, his mic? We, yeah, we can keep Connor, rolling. Connor, Connor, you're in charge now. Yeah. Not, I'm the captain now. I'm the I'm the senior director of betting. Remember, Andy? So, this is you know. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, if you didn't have anything – I think I feel the thing that Nita, by the way, is going to put the Jags team total under 21 and a half in his, pro, in his totals column. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sold on it happening. He's been running it at like 70%. So, you know, you never know. We'll see. Um, all right, well, we'll move on to the next game here while, uh, you know. Newton I think I'm play. back. Am I back? You're ba- oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. You got any comments on this the game or what? <laughs> no, I do like the Jags team total under. Uh, it is a, uh, yeah, I think you made a good point there. I was trying to jump into that. I don't understand why it's that high. Again, just derived from spreading total, but it doesn't make any sense. It's not something they've done very often, if at all, here in uh, – Again, not a tough defense for the Texans, but uh, just too high of a number, especially with all the crap that they got going on there right now. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I can't even the Jets this week. The Jets number is a, a little too low already, so we'll have to stick away. All right, next, uh, Carolina on the road against the Bills. Bills 10.5-point favorites at home, looking to kind of get back on the uh, saddle here. 43.5 is the total. Panthers in a tailspin, obviously, loses a three straight. Defense has started to regress. That's kind of been holding them up of late. Offense is a mess, pre and post Joe Brady. Uh, Cam Newton experience is, uh, it's like going to see the Stones in concert, but in like 2019 and not like 1975. It is, it might look the same at times, but it feels very, very different. It is, uh, it's, it's not, it's not great. And I'm sure that breaks Connor's heart. He's a, a big uh, Cam Newton guy. Looks like we might get Sam Darnold back at some point. Probably not this week, but we will probably see P.J. Walker mixing in. He's going to be sharing time under center with Cam, which sounds great. Anytime you got two quarterbacks uh, and you use them both, it just always sets you up for success. Uh, Bill's also been a little bit of a funk lately, obviously, losing four of their last six. They did show signs of life, which was encouraging in the second half against the Bucks. Concerns here around Josh Allen's health. 
Um, I think he's okay. Like he was in a boot after the game, but apparently he was out seeing Hamilton not in the boots a couple nights ago. So all things are are clear here. Uh, Bills 0-5 in one-score games this season. So we know that typically regresses. I don't know if it's going to regress in season. We'll have to jot that down and remember as it comes to betting uh, team totals next year, Andy. But uh, what are your thoughts here? 10.5 is a big number, but, uh, you know, Carolina is a mess. Yeah, it's a lot to it's a lot to lay in a low totaled game, but Carolina is a mess. Cam stinks. Like they, I guess they made it pretty incentive laden at least as far as how that contract was laid out, so they're not going to have to pay him much of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they made a mistake there. They did activate uh, Darnold off the IR. He's not ready though. It'll be a week or two apparently. Uh, I have been teasing some of these ten and a half, elevens, not caring too much. Like you get across 10 is a little more modal than it used to be and with the higher scoring and going across the 10 and the seven. It's like, if you just did it blindly, it's kind of almost break even as far as teaser legs. It's not as good as the true long teasers, but it's something I've done here and there and a home team against a, a team like this. I might use this in some of my teasers. Otherwise I'm kind of avoiding this. Like you said, um, in the last couple of games here, we've seen Josh Allen looks good at times. I blame coaching more than anything. As much as we've kind of been on our knees for this coaching staff for the couple of last couple of years, they've they've had some bad moments in the last couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully this is a nice get right game. Get their get their heads straight. Run the offense that works for this team. Let Josh Allen do what he's been doing. If his foot's fine, you know, it, it, a much much easier task for this Bills offensive line compared to what they faced last week, where Allen was hit a few times. So. Um, I, I think they get this done, but I'm not interested in laying quite this many points. And with the team where, like I said, I don't fully trust what the coaching staff is doing with this offense right now. It's a good point about the uh, the coaching staff because, like last year, it was like Brian Dayball all day and like Sean. <laughs> oh like, God, yeah. And I think they're probably still pretty good, but like we that has not been anywhere this season, and, and rightfully so. So maybe we were a little ahead of ourselves, but it was like we, they were lauded for you know, pass first and, you know, scheming to their opponent. And uh, they did a little bit last week and then they got, you know, people online, everyone was like, run, run the ball. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't, Tampa has been obvious about how they play things. Like they get up and they're like, no, we'll, 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 we play to the pass in the second half. We'll let you run the ball. So then the teams see that, you know, the bills have success. And they're like, see, you should have run the ball. And it's like, well, no, they like, they've been adamant about this is how they play defense in the second half. I know like, Warren Sharp's been like railing on that on and off um, about how they play. Uh, Connor, um, Shield Kapati at, at the Athletic made a point I thought was interesting. Uh, last 10 years, there have been 31 teams with a point differential of 110 or better through 14 weeks. Uh, Bill's currently 134 uh, point differential. Uh, they are the only team in that group that uh, fewer than nine wins. They're at seven and six. So again, like there are some underlying stats that are still telling us that the bills are kind of who we thought they were. Um, but can they get it here? 10 and a half against the Panthers. Yeah. I think that that's an interesting stat. I think part of it has to do with like the bills tendency to either show up and destroy a team or just not show up at all. And like lose, like, I mean like the Jaguars, you know, like that was like, yeah, they beat that, like your, your dolphins, like 40 to zip and we too. Like, yeah, exactly. And then lose by three. So like, obviously like, I mean, that jacks up your point differential a little bit. There. Oh, the, te- the Texans game too. I think that was a, yeah. mm-hmm like win by six touchdowns kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting though, like this, I just don't see a way that this Panthers passing attack has like any success. Like 
you're trying out a combination of Cam Newton and PJ Walker against like a top rated Bills defense. I know that, you know, Travis White, uh, you know, not, not looking good here, but it's, I, I mean, like still, like they still, like he was not even graded as one of their best corners. Like it's like, you know, they've, they've had a lot, they have a lot of their good pieces here. So it's like, I don't really see them having any success through the air. So you're looking at basically like what, like them running like QB power with Cam a couple of times and feeding Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. Like I, it's just really, really thin, like their way to like score points here. So, I mean, I, it looks like their team total is around like 16 and a half ish, something like that. If you can find a 17, which I'm sure you can somewhere. I mean, that is, that is a good look on the under. I haven't found uh, it yet. I've, been, I've spent a lot of time in the last two days looking for dude, uh, even 16 and a half. Like I, I think you can make a case for this to be like 14 and a half. Uh, I, I mean, like how are they going to score more than two touchdowns again? Like it has to be like Cam has to like dominate them on the ground. Like that has to be it. And I'm not really sure you can do that for a full game. Like maybe we'll see a drive like once or twice, but that's yeah. So I think the Panthers under receiving is, is a good look. They're under the team total. Uh, I don't just don't have enough confidence in the Bills to lay the ten uh, with like kind of their offense and how you know Josh Allen's health. And you got DJ Moore with a hammy injury. I don't know his status yeah. yet, but like take him out of that lineup and like we're gonna dust off Robbie for the first time all season. Maybe <laughs> Terrace Marshall finally gets on the field. Like that's probably one of my bigger air balls of the season. I thought Terrace Marshall comes in mm-hmm. and has an immediate role. Um, hard to have really any role when you don't have a quarterback, but it's been like he's been wind sprints at best this season so yeah i'm with you like we worry about the key numbers and we like to catch unders on the right side of 17 but maybe the key number here that we need to be worried about is 14 and it doesn't really matter that we're at 16 and a half maybe we're still getting two and a half points of cushion so yeah i uh, i'll be interested to see what happens here we also have to watch the status of emmanuel sanders he got dinged up a little bit last week could be a nice spot for gabe davis again it could be a low volume game with this second half that we're looking for uh, on the Bills side too. So again, some injury stuff to to note as we get closer to kickoff here. All right, next. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that, oh, that's just a that's they've looked good early in games a couple times with Cam. Like their first drive scripted has worked. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm tempted to be like to wait and just be like, man, do I have one good under. one good drive in him, and then the live team total is like twenty two and a half or something. You just that's laugh. a good idea though. That's they, not a bad they idea. End up, they end I up like with that. like ten points. I, I think I think under if you find a seventeen, I think that cash is like all all quite often. So yeah, no, that's a good call though. If you can't catch a seventeen, I might do the same thing. I might hold off and and try to catch a live. They're like, yeah, they're like your Vikings. The Vikings like that first fifteen, like woo. After that. Who know? We don't know what's coming from there. Uh, that yeah, first we only watch the first halves here in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, another spot where COVID is uh, a real issue. We got Washington in Philly. Philly is uh, seven-point favorites. Uh, 44 is the total here uh, at win. Again, everything we're using here is win bet. Again, we always encourage you to shop and find the best of the number. Uh, COVID, again, has moved this two and a half points. The Eagles have... Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, football team, at least 17 players as of this recording on the COVID list, probably more to follow uh, at this point. Their defensive line, which, again, was, you know, vaulted coming into the season. We were all expecting big things, down to just one original starter in the spot. Uh, playoffs, though, very real for both of these teams. So this is an important game, uh, surprisingly, shaping up for the Eagles, who we didn't really expect to be in the spots. Uh, Jalen Hurts did not play in the last game before the bye, uh, we saw the Gardner Minshew experience. They were splitting snaps today at practice. I don't know what that means. We have to watch and see here. But again, yeah. uh, interesting spots um, as far as we go here. But can they cover seven, Andy? That seven's a big number. 
um, currently has this lace. Yeah, kind of question for both of you. Hertz, maybe say his foot is like healing, but not all the way healed. Like 75% of Hertz at his best or Minshew, does it make a big difference? Like as far as your quarterback ratings, what you, you know, changing the line of this game. I don't know if it's a huge difference. Minshew's fine. Hertz is still learning. He might have a higher ceiling, but he's not there yet. And really against this defense, it just might not matter. They have a bunch of running backs. They all seem to work out whenever mm-hmm. it's, it's like just a trot out whoever, They'll go get uh, very annoying if you were trying to use Eagles running backs and any sort of fantasy or DFS. That's been uh, something that people have been pulling their hair out over all year. But this, I think the Eagles kind of run the ball at will against this defense, missing so many pieces. It doesn't really matter if they're able to throw that much. And again, the secondary has been better of late. It was a really rough one to start the year. It's been better now that all, all these missing pieces, I, I don't know how you can make a case for football team until this gets to like 10. I'm not saying I'm just blindly betting the Eagles, but I'll be the, I'll probably be doing some live betting based on what we see from this Eagles offense. No, that's a good point. I don't think I would move it at all. They obviously just start to probably look a little different, right? You end up running more with Hertz if he's active or you end up running probably more with Miles Sanders in Boston Scott if if he's not and otherwise I think it's probably uh, more of the same either way it's going to be tough for I think the Washington football team to to move the football Darius Slade to your point has been playing some pretty good football it's a dude that you can probably put out there on an island and slow down Terry McLaurin a little bit who also has been struggling concussions lots of stuff going on there yeah the football team is just kind of a mess even though right now they hold the tiebreaker. They are the seventh playoff team in yeah. the NFC, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, they would have been live for that division somehow if they would have won that game last week. So, uh, Connor, any early thoughts here on this uh, this matchup? Uh, not, not too much. I mean, you guys laid it out here. I think most of the, the metrics of the season like aren't really applicable in this matchup. And then, uh, you know, with, with Hertz, kind of like as, as one of our listeners said here, you know, it's not confirmed the starter, 50-50 chance he plays. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of tough to gauge right now. I personally wouldn't. I would personally would move the line like a little bit. I think that Hurts is better, but but not my much. Yeah. Like maybe like a half a point, maybe a point. Um, but that's. I mean, that's about it. So uh, I think I don't know. I think that they'll look though. Maybe they just run the ball the entire game. Could be a good spot to hit some like you know lesser known guys overs on uh, the Eagles running game. Could also be a good time to take some passing attempt unders for the Eagles. Um, maybe the under in the game is a good look, but you know. I don't know, with, with half the football team out, like the defense, we don't even know who we're, who they're trotting out there. So, Yeah, you never know. Like the Eagles, if it's Hurts and he's fine, like they could hang a pretty big number yeah. on the football team um, if they're, you know, operating. And they could stay clear of COVID. You know, that's the tough part right now is like this week feels like you just maybe want to wait. Like we typically don't advise you to bets uh, as we get closer to the weekend. You should ideally have most of your bets uh, from a sides and total standpoint in uh without some late news but right now like who knows you just kind of hold on to your ankles and and hopefully the uh the news isn't too too bad that's funny i said the same thing earlier today it's like hey you know we always dog on people for like hey you bet on sunday morning you're not going to beat the most efficient market in the world long term but it's not it's not nothing is ever a blanket rule like this is not a week where you 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 need to get in crazy early with stuff like this it's a strange brave new world guys yeah, new world. We're here to hold your hand and, and um, sing songs together, and we'll, we'll hopefully get you there. Uh, oh, yeah. Next, 
Arizona, uh, looking to get back on track here. They are in Detroit. It's a soft spot to do so. 13.5 is the number here. 47.5 is the total. It looks like grit, determination, and the will to win missed the flight to uh, Denver last <laughs> week. Uh, Lions fell apart in the second half uh, in a bad, bad way. Now they're heading back home, catching the Cardinals team on a short week, looking to get back in the win column after Monday night's loss to the Rams. Top seed, obviously, in the NFC still on the line here. So Arizona uh, is motivated. There's no reason to go in and uh, you know play kind of half-ass against Detroit. I don't think they get caught napping here. Cardinals, perfect 7-0 on the road so far this season. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen that kind of not matter at times. I don't know that it necessarily matters against Detroit. matters later in the season as we get to the playoffs. But uh, Andy, two scores on the road. How do we feel about uh, Arizona here? Yeah, they, it's a fun offense. Gets to go play in on turf. It's on the road, which sucks, but it's not against a good team. And yeah, we'll see how long that hangover from their win lasts. Because yeah, what a what a flat spot and how they looked in the second half. Just like oh no, like they they won their Super Bowl. Like this is they're ready. They're ready to just be like all right. Like because what's after that? Yeah, we got our win. And then you look, it's it, like, man. I mean, we're still eliminated from the playoffs. There's nothing. <laughs> Like what? What is there to play for after that? No, you you can't go pop champagne and, and jump around in the <laughs> locker room for your win number two. Nobody is excited about win number two. It's just nice to get off the schneid. So yeah, they're I mean they're yeah they're kind of dead in the water for probably most of these games, especially against good teams. Cardinals need to come back here. But this is a spot where I've I've done this a couple times with the the Rams coming off an ugly win because and the Rams are perfect because the Rams are just a goddamn mm-hmm. stock chart for like up and down with how they play, but like looking at like a seven and a half first half, because it's something after a, after a loss, the Rams have been great with this, especially against bad teams. It just kind of worked out where they, they lose a game and then they play like, Oh, they get to play the Texans now. Mm-hmm. And you, you, it's like, yeah, you go out there, you don't mess around. You go out there and you, you thromp them in the first half. So you don't have to play a lot of your starters for meaningful minutes in the second half, or you can just sit there and run out the second half. So I, I like first half looks here. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's a lower number. Yeah. You don't get as much time either. It's not so much like that. It's the fact that you, you just take care of business early, get it done against a, a team. That's still probably in a bit of a hangover from that win. So yeah, I, I'm going to go look what the first half lines are here. This is something I usually will bet. A little closer to kickoff. Sometimes you see some of this buyback on one of these bigger dogs on Sunday and get a half decent number. Yeah, no DeAndre Swift likely. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson probably didn't practice either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor might be Craig Reynolds season again. Uh, probably not going <laughs> to catch a an eleven to one anytime touchdown number on your boy Craig Reynolds. But uh, you know, I dogged you for that last week. Um, mostly just out of principle because that's what I feel like I have to do. But I thought it was a wise bet. Uh, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts here? 13 and a half and uh, yeah. any Craig Reynolds love this week. I mean, it was only fair that I lost my only touchdown prop bet of the entire season that I, you know, actually told them that it was smart to do. But, I mean, it was a good sweat. They got close to the goal line like two or three times. And did. I was, dude, I was ready. There was one time where he turned the corner and all he had to do was break like one arm tackle. And he's just so shitty that he like fell right down. And I was like, <laughs> God damn, fucking hit the gym, Craig Reynolds. You know, like. <laughs> I was I was pretty pissed, but um, you know, Craig it, Reynolds had no idea he was playing like 24 hours before, so yeah. like he was not. He was not. This guy was that. probably sitting on the couch eating some Pringles, you know. It's like, like the Zamboni and, driver who had to go play goalie. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I mean, you can't really blame him, but you know, 
got to be prepared to take your opportunity. To be fair, actually, he looked all right. Like, for the most part, he had, like, one or two big runs, and he was, you know, fine. Um, but I'm just really not sure how the Lions, like, move the ball here against the Cardinals. Um, I mean, the Cardinals' defense is, like, you know, top three in pass events DVOA, and, like, you know, they're not great against the run, but, like, again, who's going to run the ball on them? Craig Reynolds? You know, like, is this <laughs> – like, what are they really going to expose them with? Uh, and the golf has looked – I mean – continues to look worse and worse week after week being exposed for the fraud that he is without Sean McVay now throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown as his main target with everyone else just awful. Um, so I think Lions passing unders is good. Detroit team. I, we talked about a lot of unders here, but I think this is a great under week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Detroit team total under 17, 17 and a half. I think it's more than worth a look. Um, so I don't I mean, if anyone can get there, you can get the hook. I'm definitely in 17. I'd consider it. Yeah, I took an early spot on the Cardinals team total over at 30 and a half. I wish I would have had DeAndre Hopkins there because I think I they just their defense is terrible. I mean, know we're talking about how like inefficient and decrepit their offense is, but like this is the worst defensive unit in the league. The cornerbacks are terrible. So even without Hopkins, I don't love Christian Kirk, AJ Green, and uh, you know, Rondell Moore, but <laughs> I need, although I need a few yards, I need like uh, 85 yards for Rondell's season total over for the prop. Uh, so like you know that this gets a little bit easier with uh, with Hopkins out of the way, but I still think you can get to, to 31. You guys remember the Rondell Moore Rookie of the Year steam like in Week Four or whatever? <laughs> oh yeah, I just love that. I and it, it sucks. I, I feel like I shouldn't be shitty about this because I hate. <laughs> Cold takes or freezing cold takes, old takes. Yeah, old takes I hate yeah. that stuff. I don't mind it for like takes, but I hate it in gambling. It's like, yeah, guess mm-hmm. what? Like the best gamblers in the world lose like half, you know, 45, 50% of the time, depending on what mm-hmm. kind of sport. Like it sucks in, in, in our industry. But like, yeah, the, it's funny how the, the season cycle goes by. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, there was people stumping for Darnold MVP and rural oh, yeah. coach of the year after week three. It's like, we do this every year, guys. Like we need to pump the brakes on these takes i understand you got articles to write but yeah Ron, rondell moore i think is just too little to be a huge superstar but he's still a nice piece of an offense man he's quick if you use him right he's absolutely a, a nice weapon to have yeah i agree if you can manufacture like four to five touches a game and find ways to to get him the ball in space creatively i think he's uh he's a weapon but you're right i mean um, probably we overrated the tape. Uh, who knows? He was he was fun in college, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I still think Arizona is uh, this is still an Arizona game. And to Connor's point, if you can find a seventeen or seventeen and a half still in Detroit, I think that's probably very much in play as well. Uh, next spot, uh, another NFC East matchup. We have Cowboys on the road again. They are uh, in New York against the Giants. This is ten and a half at win. Forty five is the total. We've referenced Ben Baldwin's site often here because I kind of think if you're going to pick one singular stat, which is obviously always dumb and dangerous, but like the composite uh, EPA per play completion percentage over expectation is a pretty great one. If you're looking for quarterbacks to boil it down to one thing from week nine on 37 QBs have taken a hundred or more snaps. Dak Prescott ranks 32nd out of 37 quarterbacks in EPA per play and composites a completion percentage over expectation 33rd and success rate. It's just not, the same it's fair to wonder if like that lingering injury in that new england game with the calf is a problem throughout that obviously there were some sprinklings of like you know tyrone smith being out tamari cooper with issues you know lost cd lamb for a half and things like that but like even last week against washington like they had the full squad they had everybody and they really couldn't put that one away it was it was 
kind of rough to see. And again, I try not to back a team. This is the third road game in a row for the Cowboys. And like, that's tough. Three road games in a row, double digit dogs on the road in the division, Connor. Uh, I mean, gosh, I don't, I haven't got there yet, but this is almost giants or nothing to me. And I, I can't, e- I can't even imagine that being the case depending on what's going on at the quarterback position for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, my position is just like the under. I think that, like, again, like, God, I mean, every game we're talking about the unders, it's going to be a boring-ass weekend. You know, if you want to just, like, <laughs> bet a bunch of unders, maybe we'll go take a snooze and wake up after. Um, but seriously, Shout like – Shout out, Silva. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need boring games for him to do that. Um, I mean, literally, the, Mike Glennon now rolling out there again. Dallas is 4-3 fast events by DVOA. I mean, like, he should have had 100 yards last week. They literally scored two touchdowns with the last 10 minutes. And, like, I mean, and not to mention, he, like, they got the onside kick, too, with, like, 40 seconds left. He threw for another 40 yards on top of that. Like, he legitimately could have ended up in a 60-yard pass to Kyle Rudolph, like, just in the middle of the randomly during the middle of the game that they were blown coverage. I mean, there were so many things that went right for him, and he still fell short of his prop. The Giants still got blown out. I mean, they're, like, they're, like, dead in the water here. Um but at the same time, though, I think to your point, like the Cowboys offense does not look the same at all. So I don't know. I think that the under here is probably the way to go. If you can find a Giants team total at 17 and a half, I'm going to keep banging this drum. Like might parlay all the under 17 and a half that I'm hitting and <laughs> just get rich this weekend. It worked I last week about parlaying a bunch of these. We <laughs> usually, yeah, in the deep dive, we always pick one for the week, a team total. It's been hot too. Like yeah, we had some struggles at the beginning of the year. We won like four, five, six in a row now. And, one of them was the Cowboys over their team total a couple weeks ago where they scored late to get over that. They landed on the 27. I think we had a 26 and a half in pocket. But, yeah, the, a lot of team totals are looking good, and a lot of them are unders this week. And, yeah, like you said, they, uh, I'll, I'll lean on this when we get to the uh, Steelers game. But sometimes these box scores need a little context. And, yeah, Glennon sucks. That was a little bit misleading what he did. And, yeah, the Cowboys are a bit, bit of a spot too, though. It hasn't mattered Yet and again, it's such a small sample of these games, but there's been a few of these back-to-back-to-back roadies, and I really do think teams are just better at it. They're better at traveling. They're better at making sure the players are getting the proper rest and they're traveling at the right times and not screwing with them, wasting whole days on the road. But uh, it's still not great to travel three weeks in a row. So uh, I'm not interested in laying anything here. I hope the Cowboys win and just take this division and run with it. I, I want to see this team get healthy and look good in the playoffs. I think Pollard's probably out again, but at the same time, the Giants have a bunch of COVID stuff too that came down this afternoon. So, I mean, just between COVID and injuries, they're missing a bunch of defensive players. I think the Cowboys offense might end up having a field day. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like We had the spot earlier with the Colts. This season, I think maybe week five, it was like their third road game in a row. And that was the spot where they almost knocked off the Ravens. But again, like it came back eventually to bite them where I'm not going to say that they collapsed in that game because of it being the third road game in a row. But like it was the third road game in a row. And it's just a, a spot that it's like there's not many on this on the schedule every year. And, uh, you know, they're a big bright signs that just are like, oh, stay, just stay away. Again, there are enough on the board to, you know, options to go to. And that one is a, is a stay away. Uh, no one wants hindsight analysis and I'm going to take it easy on Connor and I'll quickly move on. Cause it's not about that. But even with Tony Pollard out, the Cowboys are not comfortable leaning on Zeke right now. 
Dude, he's he, just dead. He's dead. He's, I think he's just dusty. He got, uh, you know, outtouched by Corey Clement last week. I just, I just don't think he's that guy anymore. Yeah, like, I, just, just, there's no, like, like explosive He's just injured. Level. He's injured. He's injured. I mean, but I just thought that he was healthier no than he was. When he he's gets dead. the ball, there's no pop. It doesn't no. look like he's accelerating through holes. He's not hitting, you know, he's not hitting and breaking tackles. Everything that's made him good is just gone. He might be, like, he just might be the start of a downturn for his career, which sad. That's the life of a running back, man. He's so lives, he like, he's like the average body, running back was like 2.5 like, like, years, man. How old is this guy? Yeah, but he probably was toting it tw- like 250 times in high school a year. And yeah. you get to college and you get a massive workload, like, it doesn't really matter when they come. Like they're just, it's a, the, when that clock starts, it starts. And Dude, like, yeah, he's 26 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 26 going on 50. That's how running backs work. It sucks. I mean, yeah, no, I, I get it. And I agree. I mean, he looks awful, but I, I'm not willing to say he's fully done. Not, not fully. Oh, no, it's just, uh, give him a little, give him a nice little off season. He'll get a little <laughs> bit, you know, the, the, the reports will be coming back the best shape of my life, you know, things. And, He'll be good for another two games until he gets injured again. So that's fair. Yeah, he's uh, he stopped at the clubhouse on the fourteenth. He is uh, he is almost in. Um, so yeah, he might not be done, but uh, there's there's not a lot left there. All right, uh, next we have uh, the Jets on the road in Miami. This has moved to ten on the Dolphin side. Forty two and a half is the total. Yeah, Connor's all excited. At some point, they're going to need to do a 30 for 30 on this late season Dolphins schedule. It is unbelievable how they continue to play some of the worst teams in the league week after week. Uh, they are coming off of their coveted late season bye to catch the Jets at home. All the Dolphins running backs are on the COVID list. I'm not sure it really matters here. Uh, Jets really, offensively especially, lacking difference makers. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis out. Uh, Michael Carter should be back this week, but like, uh, you know, I don't know what matters here, Connor. Uh, laying 10 with your Dolphins here. Wow, what do you think? I mean, the fact that they're laying 10 is just – it's incredible, like how bad the Jets have to be for the Dolphins to be laying 10. But, I mean, look, the Dolphins are, you know, they're, they're playing a lot better. It's it's just, like, crazy to me how this this team has just been, like, turned itself around. You know, two is playing a little bit better. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that, you know, I've been a big Dolphins stand all season, but – and you have been very much anti-Dolphins, but, I mean, they're going to win here. I think they're actually, like, sounds gross, a great teaser leg. Uh, I think that putting them, you know, under the seven is actually an awesome spot for them. Uh, and I just don't really see how the Jets are able to score that much again. And Miami's looked good enough offensively to probably lay, you know, like 24-plus. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins teaser is probably, probably my lean here. It is gross. Uh, Andy, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, of, of the teams who are not eliminated from the playoffs, so there's there's only 13 left in the AFC, they are dead last. They have the worst record and the worst tiebreaker. So they're at the very bottom of the AFC totem pole, yet they are only one game behind the sixth seed. Like, it is just such a mess from, like, the Col- and the, the, the Colts – don't have an easy game. The Colts are the sixth seed. The Bills mm-hmm. should win their game. The Browns are ahead of them. They have a rough spot. The Bengals are in a tight one. The Broncos are right there. The Bengals and the Broncos, I really doubt they both lose. The Steelers are in a bit of a tight spot. The Raiders are ahead of them. Like they're if they win this game, they're moving up like four spots. Maybe five. Like it, 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 six. I don't know. I'd have to run all the Sims here. Like this is a big they gotta get this win. 
but you gotta you can't have this oh we're making this big comeback and we're winning all these games in a row and then piss it away to the Jets. So hopefully the coaching staff doesn't let them you know look over this spot. But it got steamed hard. This was like a seven. Everybody and their sister met yeah. the Dolphins. Good luck laying that many points with a bad team. It's still it's still a middle of the road team. But I mean it's the Jets. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I feel like this 10 gets backdoored, even though I hate Zach Wilson as a player, and I have no interest betting this game, I don't think. I know. I'm, I'm so depressed that we can't get a 17 uh, for the Dolphins. It's been just an absolute money-making machine this year, just hammering Dolphins uh, or Jets team total unders. But uh, I just don't trust the Jet, the Dolphins defense necessarily to, to get there, even though the the, uh, the Jets offense lacks really any punch here. But, uh, yeah, seven in the uh, – your look aheads seven, even kind of Sunday night when it popped back up and just all of a sudden, boom, eight and a half, boom, 10. And it's, it's gone. So yeah, uh, they got to win this one. It is interesting. There's, it's kind of like the uh, NFC too. Like, like you mentioned, like it's, there's NFC is like super top heavy. And then there's just like a bunch of crappy teams battling for you know, the last spots, basically. Yeah. Uh, and you laid it out in the AFC, like that Bengals schedule is brutal. Um, like what's going on with Cleveland? Even when they're healthy, they're not really healthy and, and worrisome. Like the Dolphins really genuinely could back into a playoff spot here, which is just absolutely wild after starting one and seven and just looking awful for, for weeks. So, all right, next Tennessee on the road in Pittsburgh, uh, but they are two point favorites. 41 and a half is the total. I do not think that either of these teams are particularly good. One, uh, maybe both uh, have a chance at a playoff berth. I think the ceiling very limited on this Titans club as it's built right now without A.J. Brown, without Derrick Henry. They managed to gain just 263 yards last week against the Jaguars, which is not great at home off a bye. Uh, it's just not good enough to really be a team that we need to take seriously as we get here in December down the stretch. Um, Pittsburgh's defense as well has kind of begin to uh, crumble. They were holding them up a little bit. Big Ben, occasionally really painful to watch, but uh, at least Pittsburgh has dudes. They got dudes on both sides. Um, the Titans really don't have dudes, Connor. Uh, and I know that that's not our analytical tape that we usually try to get into a little bit more of uh, statistical data here, but I- I'm going on dudes and the Steelers have dudes and they're at home catching two. Um, I like the Steelers. I took in the look aheads. It hasn't moved, um, but I'm really surprised that this is, where this one's kind of painted across the board. Yeah, I don't really love the. I don't really love tip back in the Steelers, but at the same time, like you look at since the you know Tennessee lost their you know dudes, uh, you know like without AJ Brown, without Derrick Henry, without like you know whatever banged up Julio Jones, I guess for part of it, um, they've scored 13, 13, and twenty points in three games. And I mean, they scored twenty points against the Jags. So I'm not really even sure that counts. Um, so like. Yeah, I think they're playing a much Texans better. Texans one of those other teams, too. Exactly. Yeah. And so now you're getting playing against a much better Steelers team on the road who, you know, are, are getting a little bit healthier. Like, I think that this is – that's a really tough spot. Like, I don't really understand – I don't really understand why they're favorite. I just think it should be a pick. So, yeah, if you want to go value shopping, I'm totally there. But, again, like to Andy's point earlier in that show, like I'm not really sure that that matters that much between the two and the pick. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit aggressive to have them favored. Yeah, what are your thoughts here, Andy? Yeah, I mean, as far as like the dudes above replacement metric, they definitely mm-hmm. have the they have the edge there. I I have a little problem with Ben. He's had okay times, but like his the context for his stat line is, I mean, 
a oh, yeah. lot of a lot of it was in garbage time because garbage time started at halftime. Right. Like, and we bet the Steelers second half. Like that was that was a, a super easy one. They're just like, hey, Minnesota screws this up somehow, right? Or you know, they they let them get within a couple scores. Apparently, they like get them a lot closer than that. It got real weird for a bit, but yeah, a lot of it was in such a game state where they were like, a, you know, a five percent win percentage. So I, he wasn't great until it got to that. But they still have players, and this is not a great defense. Um, it's weird how the pass rushes kind of come out of nowhere. They do have a little bit of a pass rush. That's my only knock on this game. If I was looking to back the Steelers, is the fact that they have got after it a little in that sense. Um, Minnesota looked okay. Harold Landry has like 11, 12 sacks. Mm-hmm. Like he's been fine. But uh, if if basically – Here's my handicap. If TJ Watson, I'll I'll tease the Steelers. Like I, I'd lean Steelers. I'm not comfortable betting with Big Ben, but in a low totaled game like this, where the Titans, you know, again have been so banged up on offense, and uh, I trust I trust TJ Watt to cause some chaos there. Uh, the and the the other part too is I can't get those holes out of my head. The holes that Minnesota was opening up. Oh my gosh! But granted, like they don't Insane. have a Delvin Cook, and like uh, that that worries me a little. I think this defense plays a little better than that. But uh, yeah, Steelers and a teaser would be my only look, and probably only if Watt plays. He's trending in. It seems like mm-hmm. he he they're trending towards playing, which would be nice for them. Yeah, I think the mini buy helps too. Probably to get right for the Steelers head back home. Yeah, extra rest. Yeah, doesn't hurt. But yeah, the Steelers have been destroyed on the ground of late, like you mentioned. I mean, uh, it's not just that game; it's been kind of the other games leading into it too. But again, like what is it, Deontay Foreman? Like Jeremy McNichols came back last week. Uh, Foreman had twice as many touches as anyone else. He only played thirty-two percent of the snaps. It's still not a great spot for any of these guys and they again are not dudes so they do not qualify for um dudes above replacement so fewer dudes fewer dudes uh next atlanta on the road against the niners niners nine point favorites at home 46 is the total niners absolutely rolling right now getting healthy jimmy g playing pretty well we're hearing very little about trey lance which is i don't think something that any of us anticipated over the summer earlier in the fall um uh they Easily could have crumbled last week after blowing a 14-point lead in Cincy. They forced OT, allowed the Bengals to score on the opening drive, kick a field goal, which is something that the Bengals loved doing last week. But then it came back down and took the ball down the field and scored, which was just kind of boss. It was impressive. Like, the both teams really needed that. Again, you know, interdivision game um, or interconference game, but, like, they really needed that on both sides. So it was good to see. Kittle is a – Adult male, fully formed. Uh, he is a lot of fun to watch. Um, Falcons somehow, as we mentioned earlier, uh, this bottom half of the NFC, they are somehow still alive and in contention for a playoff berth. Uh, it is I, – I don't understand it. Uh, they won on the road in this spot last year. Uh, again, big dog, late in the season in San Francisco. Uh, Andy, can they do it again? I, I took the points with the Falcons, just kind of a numbers play. It was too many. It's a lot. It's uh, the Niners have been up and down for me in my ratings this year. I was super surprised that they won that game in overtime, even mm-hmm. before the field goal, before the coin toss. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't feel great about the Niners, and I had no skin in that game. I don't have win totals on, or I, I did have some Cincinnati win totals. Those ships have long sailed. Those <laughs> unders, those are dead for me. So I, I, you know, no, no skin. I was just kind of watching as a third party and. 
I just I thought there was no chance the Niners would be able to drive. Uh, Jimmy G's been great at times. Obviously, when they're fully healthy and Kittle's in, it's a lot better. But defense defense can be beat through the air, and you know uh, the Falcons are up and down at times too. But uh, when Matt Ryan's playing well, and they've kind of found their balance after you know losing a receiver in the offseason, now losing a receiver for the rest of the year. And uh, kind of having to lean on Gage, lean on Pitts, it's it's kind of come together a little. And I, I don't think the Falcons are live to win this game. I don't think the Falcons are live to make the playoffs. I think, like I said, they end up six and eight after this game. But it's it's too many points for me here. I was surprised they won on the road and won in Carolina as bad as Carolina has been. But uh, Connor, any thoughts here? I kind of agree with Andy. Nine's a lot, but that doesn't mean that I have any appetite for a Falcons play. No, yeah, I think it's just a little bit too much. But yeah, again, like I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be back in the Falcons here, just because. I mean, it seems like whenever I back the Falcons, they play really well, or back the opposite team, like you know, they the Falcons play really well, and then you know, vice versa. Um, so I think that the, the Falcons are one of my stay away teams, you know, of the year that I just need to kind of stop betting them, take take a step back, realize that I don't know anything, and you know, call it a day. Um, but I something we do know about getting some nice closing line value on Elijah Mitchell. To be the Ooh, weekly rushing baby. leader at 38 to 1, it opened at FanDuel. And it was to be actually the rushing leader on Sunday. So no Dalvin, no Jonathan Taylor, no Nick Chubb involved in that. You're getting 38 to 1. I don't know who set those odds. Some poor intern probably got fired. Yeah, fired. Um, since then, because I mean, we got a lot down and it is now the market is closed. But uh, if it opens up anything over 20, I would still, I would still play it. Um, I think it's very viable. Uh, worth noting though, so this Niners offense, you know, they, have been up have there have been ups and downs, but in the last f- a few weeks since week ten, fifth in offensive EPA. So I think that's that's interesting, and they've, they've been playing a lot better. So against in a pretty good match against the Falcons, I think that their offense has plenty of success. Again, but twenty seven and a half kind of factors that in. I think that that's about right. Um, if it gets on any lower, I think I'd consider taking the over. Yeah, DVO, yeah, they're your sixth. They're your sixth seed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of get it if they're healthy, um, which is which is interesting. I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily like gonna make noise in the playoffs per se. Um, again, you kind of feel like if everyone's healthy, there's really those five teams that are very strong in the NFC. Um, and Niners kind of in that mix is that locked in sixth seed, assuming that they uh, don't you know kick the can down the road here. But uh, I don't know that they're necessarily contenders here per se. Uh, we might want to consider some Debo Samuel unders this week with Kittle and Ayuk back. Same has basically just been a runner. He has seen an 8% target share over the past three weeks. So his numbers are still going to be in like the 60s at least. And it's just not how he's been used. I'm not quite sure. Again, coming off of the groin last week still, I imagine the number is still pretty healthy. So again, just off of his season rates. So it might be a look for us in the uh, prop market coming Friday. All right, next, uh, Cincinnati on the road in Denver. Denver, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 44 is the total. As we mentioned earlier, Bengals had a chance to grab control of the AFC North. Two straight home losses has them now, seven and six. Remaining schedule is one of the most difficult in the league. Again, they settled for field goals on three separate occasions last week, uh, playing way too conservatively when they could have gone for it, like fourth and one from the 19, uh, fourth and one from the 10, Again, kicking that field goal in overtime, I guess, makes sense compared to the other two. But again, like you have a chance to put the game away uh, with the with the score there. And again, it's just you know fourth and short. You'd like to see them be more aggressive when you consider that they have 
uh, just incredible skill position players that we value that we think are very talented. So two special teams turnovers in that one as well. Dropped a pick six in OT that would have ended that game. So just a lot of opportunities lost. And again, if they do not get into the playoffs here, I think they're going to look back and uh, that game might haunt them in a big, big way. I think you can say the same thing for you know the Denver side. I mean, their defense has been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde at times. Uh, good matchup for them here. Denver boat raced the Lions, as we mentioned earlier, mostly getting it done on the ground with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They're going to need Teddy here, though, I think. And I don't know if he's enough to get it done. They're playing so slow. Uh, and Teddy has been so conservative uh, since, you know, been pretty stout against the run. Andy, what are your thoughts here? 44 seems like maybe too many points. Yeah, it's and Cincy like heavy lean to Cincy here. I haven't bet it yet, but and this is a, Drew calls these playoff games because they kind of are playoff games. They are, yeah. And again, I'm looking at the the bunched up standings. Like the the Browns are ahead of them, the Raiders are behind them. One of those, you know, one of those teams is going to get a win. There could be a tie. Don't I mean? Don't be that asshole and say they could tie. <laughs> but like, you know, the, the Broncos are directly behind them. They have the same record, but a worse tiebreaker. If they lose that, obviously they fall behind them. The Steelers are right there. You know, it's it's a tough spot for them against the two seed, but they're only a two point dog. It's they could win and they would move ahead of them with a win. There's it's just kind of the, the opposite of Miami. Like if you screw this game up, you might drop like five six spots. You could essentially, I I think there's a scenario where they would be the worst team left non you know non eliminated playoff team in the AFC. And there's another scenario where they win the game and maybe the Colts, you know, the Colts lose, the Browns lose, you know, they'd be a spot like they'd be in the playoffs. Everything's so important this time of year. You can't be dicking up games like this. And yeah, I, uh, I, I like the skill position players here a little better for Cincy. I hate the coaching though. Like that's what's kept I me know. off this. Like you mentioned the field goals. I, I mentioned this the other day to Drew and we said like, is that what's going to hold them back? And you, you go ahead and look at, like, how this franchise has run forever. Like, what if they make the playoffs as, like, the seventh seed? Like, you should be mad at, at your coach for not winning the division when you had so many chances. But mm-hmm. that, that you know, it's not what they do in Cincinnati. They're fine. They run it as a business. They're fine just being competitive enough to make their money. Like, they don't care about winning a Super Bowl. So, like, you're probably stuck with this coach for another couple of years. It's almost bad that you're going to be a good middle-of-the-pack maybe playoff team. Like, you point. need to be shitty enough to get rid of this coach. So, uh, yeah, it's a rough spot for them because they're they, – they, every win is just keeping Zach Taylor there longer. So, um, I, th- I think they do get this win, though. If I had to bet this game, I'd take them straight up. Yeah, they're a nice teaser like too. You can tease them through, yep. you know, up into you know eight nice and a half. Lowish total too. So. Yep. Uh, Connor Benzel, I talked about this with the Bengals, like when we had him on a couple weeks ago. Their totals, like, does Chase catch a bomb? They go over the total. They score thirty. Does he not? They like score seventeen or twenty points, and uh, you know it's a coin flip game. So, uh, do we see uh, Jamar Chase uh, bomb here in Denver? Uh, I mean, I hope so. They're always they're always fun. I mean, it's always just Altitude, exciting. Altitude, Ryan. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Ch- <laughs> Burrow could throw it a mile. In Eighty, yeah, yeah. He's all, he can Uncle Rico that bad boy through uh, into the parking lot. <laughs> Literally, I, I, I'm just. I think I echo. I'm just a bit surprised, honestly, that Denver is like uh, two and a half point favorites. Like, I feel like this is a bit of an overreaction to the Bengals dropping the past two games, and that you know Denver. I mean, kicking the shit out of a terrible Lions team. Um, I don't know. It just 
I think there should be a pick. Um, like, I don't know. I, I think that the value here is on the Bengals. So I like them. I think that they're, you know, equally good, at, if not better in a lot of areas offensively than uh, the Broncos, like significantly. But I think their defense, but I mean, we talked about this actually like whatever, two weeks ago with this Bengals team. We were like, you know, we need to be worried about who they've played and what their wins have come against and like how they've actually, you know, performed as a team because like their numbers looked good, but they, you know, they've, beaten up on a lot of bad teams and they've lost against every good team except for Baltimore who they, you know, they'd beaten. And that was it. Like the rest of their schedule was nothing. And now they've started to play a little bit better teams and they, I mean, they lost pretty badly to the Chargers. They narrowly lost the 49ers though. So I still think they're a good team. They're just not like, they're not maybe like the top, you know, five, seven team in the NFL that I think we kind of thought that they could be like after the first, you know, handful of weeks. So I, I think I'd probably still take them here though at plus two and a half, plus three. I'm definitely in. I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't think we see a three, but I'm, I'm with you. Most I think two and a half not. is enough. Yeah. Our next Seattle's on the road against the Rams. Rams are four and a half point favorites at home. This has dropped a little bit. Six in most spots earlier. 45 and a half is the total. It's also dropped. Uh, again, like I said, early action here, been on the Seattle side. Uh, Rams needed that big road win in the division last week against the Cardinals. They had, you know, stumbled. They had lost three in a row. They got, you know, back in the win column against Jacksonville, but you needed something like that against the Cardinals and they, handle the business. Um, they're going to need that. Uh, going to be shorthanded. I, I don't know if they're going to be shorthanded again with Jalen Ramsey. I don't know what his COVID situation is. Uh, that was obviously a nice win for them to, to take care of that without him. Um, the Texans, though, again, like for the Seahawks, like it was nice to see them start to score. But the Texans are like the Pepto-Bismol of the NFL. Like uh, three hours, start to feel a little better. Your tummy settles down. Um, you know, they score 30 points. So you think everything is good there. Russ played well. Like that's two weeks in a row that they've scored over 30 though. So that's a little bit encouraging. Uh, Rashad Penny got it done in a big way, uh, which, you know, we love to see that helped, uh, you know, some of our friends make some money, which is, which is great. Uh, I got it. I wish I could have got a 19 and a half. I got, I took a juicy 18 and a half team total over on the Seahawks uh, on Monday. Uh, again, I, I don't, love them or have a lot of conviction in them as a play here, but I think that the offense is starting to roll a little bit better. Andy, what are your thoughts here in this matchup? Yeah, this was a, I was that money on Monday. Like I bet this Sunday and Monday at seven, like again, it's Wednesday night. I'm sorry. I have to, but I'm not going to tell you I didn't because I love getting (laughs) a good number and nothing COVID related. I mean, I, I kind of, thought well it'd be over with you know they did the isolation I, I didn't expect this it's an i hate god i feel like an asshole be like i love getting covid news for me but it's <laughs> i mean it's just part of the deal you got to kind of separate yourself yep. from the moral ethical thing and you know we'll take player props on people who are of questionable character sometime and cheer for them but it is what it is and you're going to be on the wrong side of covid nudes sometimes so it's nice to have it on your side for once i don't think russell's wilson's quite right yet with that hand you see some passes floating or just overthrowing like passes he doesn't miss so i, I and or to hopefully it's not like he's making it worse or he's stopping the healing process by playing and practicing hopefully it's something that gets better for him but again, like uh, we, this is a joke. This is a running gag on the deep dive. It's like when two teams from this division play, we just take the dog. The dog's like, I think the dog was like, especially after the Rams game, I think it's like five and five now straight up like as far as just winning the game. You know, so you can, you can just take dog money lines if you want. We were, yeah. we were just taking spreads. But, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be 
taking this bad number at this point. But, man, if this COVID news keeps getting worse, the Rams are liable to just lay an egg and lose this game. And, uh, you know, like I said, NFC West games happens a lot this season where the underdog yeah. comes through and wins despite being at a big disparity in talent. But if you're going to be missing a bunch of skill position players coming off a big win on a shorter week, you know, good luck even at home against a, a, a well-led team and a team that's this, – this was the – God, what was the joke we made? Penny, Penny looks okay. And the, the, the joke Drew came up with was – well, they're going to run the ball no matter what. It doesn't matter if they have a shitty running back and a bad offensive line or a good running back and a good offensive line. They're going to run the ball the same amount of times, so you might as well get some yardage out of it. So it's, it, <laughs> having a good running back is important because they're going to run no matter what. So yeah. the, the fact that they're getting something out of the running game is important, I think. And, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think Seahawks are probably live for a, just a weird upset, and then they lose all the rest of the games this year. You're right, though. I'm just thinking offhand. Like they had the both Cardinals Rams games, the underdog yeah. won outright. You had the Niners were dog were favored in Seattle a couple weeks ago. They lost outright. You yeah. had uh, Rams and Niners, where the Rams were favored. The Niners won that game. Yeah. So like these are it's probably a pretty smart trend considering it's kind of how we thought this division was coming into the year, right? It was like Arizona was the fourth team for sure, but all these teams were like yeah. ten and a half and ten in the win totals. Uh, and then, you know, Arizona throws their hat in the ring and Seattle kind of falls apart. But now that they're not back per se, but they're in the mix. I mean, again, if they happen to win this one, suddenly they're six and eight and not dead. I mean, I, you know, again, but like think about who we're talking about here. We're talking about the Falcons being alive. We're talking about Washington being alive. Like Minnesota is clearly the best team as far as dudes go. Like their dude ratio is higher. But we know what happens. Like they can't, they cannot get it done. Like we just know they refuse to win games by more than one score or have anything in control in the fourth quarter. So like the Seahawks kind of have dudes. They get themselves in the mix a little bit. If they can win this one, Connor, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you guys mentioned a lot of it here, but one other point that I want to bring up is I think that we saw the the Rams offense, you know, kind of like come out of their midseason slump that we've seen. So, like, you know, they went like in the two games heading into the bye, scored just 16 to 10 points. We've seen it in the past few years where like they kind of hit like a little bit of a rough patch in the middle of the season. Teams start to figure out McVay's offense. But then now the last few weeks they've scored, you know, like 28, 37 and 30 points against I mean, the Packers, uh, Jags, it just not, doesn't matter again. But the, the Cardinals, you know, last week, like, I think that their, their offense is kind of starting to get their rhythm back a little bit. And so I think that it's worth noting that, like, you know, maybe they found their rhythm here. I think that, you know, like 25, I think if, if this game was played, you know, early on in the season, like before they hit their little slump, then this is probably closer to like 27. Um, I mean, because the Seahawks defense is not very good. So, um, you know, I think that the, the team total is a little bit low. But, again, at the same time, I, I do think the Seahawks' offense is kind of back. So I like the over in this game. I think that it's very much in play for both offenses to, you know, kind of like a good buy-low spot on both of them with, you know, the um, lack of, uh, you know, convince like how convinced we are that the Seahawks are back. But I, I'm ready to buy in. I'm ready to be back. Rhythm is but, a dancer, Andy. We know that to be true. The, the, the thing is, too, like it's same the, the bunched-up AFC, it's kind of the same thing, like – the seventh seed at the end of the day will be seven and seven. Well, it depends who it is. Like if you're six and eight, you're one game back. And, you know, the teams in front of him 
the Falcons likely lose, the Saints likely lose, the Panthers likely lose. Those are the three teams ahead of them. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and Washington are ahead of them. One of those teams is losing. The Vikings aren't guaranteed anything when they go down to Soldier Field. So, like, there's there's some there's some juice for this team to make the playoffs, which would be just, I mean, really, really something. Wild. I, the, the tiebreakers aren't great since they did lose to Washington. Yeah. But I mean, the, they they lost to the Saints as well, so the tiebreakers aren't great. They kind of have to win out, but starts here, I guess. Yeah, we get Adrian Peterson in the playoffs. Uh, you know, his his drive for a championship lives on. Uh, oh God. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. We like shout out to Evan again. Like Silva won thirty k on the back of Rashard Penny, who he would not stop talking about for a solid forty eight straight hours. That Connor can attest to. I shared a. We I need to tweet out the, that text like thread or something. I forgot to do that. We should have quote tweeted that and put it out there because, dude, it was so good. I shared a story of my son, like a, like some drama that I had at a youth basketball game on Saturday, and Evan chimed in like, "Cool, but what does that have to do with Richard Penny?" Uh, <laughs> that's how like singularly focused he was on Richard Penny last week, and, and good for him. Uh, he won a boat, uh, boatload of money and. Uh, he deserves it. It's good to see, uh, you know, he's, he's struggling for cash, so it's good to see him uh, stumbling into some money. All right, uh, Green Bay maybe, on the Maybe he doesn't need a roomie anymore now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Evans to go to what he does, so it's good to see yeah. him, you know. Get it's a, good. A Jeep yeah, like, cash. The manor doesn't need to be a homeless shelter anymore, so that's solid. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun uh, if we get uh, Lamar here. we got Green Bay on the road in Baltimore. Baltimore catching five and a half. 43 and a half is the total. Again, this is a different number, a different spot. So go ahead and shop that out there. One of the more meaningful injury situations to watch this week. He left early with an ankle injury. Uh, line being posted regardless, though, which is I always find interesting. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of that. If we see him in a limited fashion, even if he plays, the Ravens have uh, been really struggling of late. It was amazing for them to hit their team total last week with some just Absolute prayers from Tyler Huntley. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, offense has been really bad. The loss of Marlon Humphrey hurts. Again, I don't think it really showed last week against the Browns team that is lacking at receiver. I think it shows up in a big way against Aaron Rodgers, against Devontae Adams and the Packers. Green Bay rolling. Obviously, uh, they trail only Tampa Bay in offensive DVOA and EPA, EPA per play right now. They should probably have their way here. Again, Swimming in the closing line value, Andy. I got this at minus two in the look aheads and, you know, hanging out at five and a half at seven. I just, it feels so good. My second look ahead bet of the year. I also did look at us. Hey, Connor, did you bet this on the look at? Maybe, yeah, maybe just mute yourself for the second. <laughs> I gave it to fine. him too. That's fine. I, I don't, I don't like look aheads. I don't do it a lot. Cause I, I just, I'm so fatalistic. Like, well, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will like disappear. He'll be like, he'll be kidnapped or something. But Drew, Drew and I, we spun through the episode so fast, like two weeks ago. He's like, Hey, there's three look ahead spots. I want you to tell me that look off and God bless my heart. I actually picked them all three because I, I know how he thinks. But the Packers one I agreed with, and I ended up betting it. And, again, it's like the COVID news. I don't wish for players to get injured, except Aaron Rodgers usually. But <laughs> I, I like the fact that we saw this, you know, the Humphrey news didn't hurt either. But, like, Lamar injured and Lamar playing kind of bad too. This is a this is a good spot for the, the Packers. The offense is clicking. Rodgers, even on nine toes, made the Bears 
uh, looked like a mockery of a franchise in the second half there. And if, if that's the kind of offense performance you get from the Packers, I, I don't think a banged up Lamar or Tyler Huntley is able to keep up with that despite, you know, is, they both, you know, Huntley looked good with his legs. And the Bears struggled, or excuse me, the Packers struggled against Fields at times. I mean, he was running on him a, a little in the first half. So you think like, oh, Huntley might be able to have a little juice here. But man, like it just, it, 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 I feel like the ceiling for the Ravens offense right now doesn't stay within a touchdown of the Packers playing mediocre football. And it is a, a road game, but man, it just, this is such a bad spot for a team that's been snake bit by injuries all year and somehow still is your division leader. They are, I think this AFC North is about to get real interesting. It is a mess. Because I, I think they, they lose this game. The Bengals probably win their game. The Browns, I mean, are in a bit of a, their asses in the jackpot this week with some other things, but thing, things can get pretty interesting down the stretch in this race. And yeah, I'd, I'm not sure if I'd love laying more with the Packers, but I think that's because I'm in a spot where I don't have to. You don't have to, Connor. What do you think? You have to. <laughs> to be fair, okay, you got a minus two, right? You got a minus two? Yeah. yeah. That was you. before the Lamar injury. And yeah. I, I, I thought... It was a, still a good play at minus two before the Lamar okay. injury. I thought it was a fine play. Like I thought it was okay. I thought it should yeah. be like, with Lamar, healthy Lamar, it should be like minus three. Right. So that's a huge number. That's a huge difference. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I mean, what if Aaron Rodgers got injured? Like, you know, the reverse can happen too. Like, you oh just got, gosh. you got lucky. Yeah, I love being lucky. <laughs> it's better to be lucky what than I'm fully, I'm fully, fully, you know, part of that. And I'm proud of you for your closing line value. I mean, you're going to break <laughs> the Betsperts app's closing line value uh, metric. But, you know, it, I, I didn't get on board, and you're definitely right here. Uh, at this point, since, you know, we don't need to just, you know, uh, talk about just in the past. Uh, we'll talk about the current line. Uh, I think that if we get Lamar, I'm I'm into the Ravens a little bit. I think that if if he if, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, like if 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 there's like reports saying that he's like moving fine and he's okay and he's practicing a little bit, if he's like going to be like fifty percent, or I'm not in because a pocket throwing Lamar is not a Lamar that we need in our lives. Um, you know, like yes, he can do it, but like. The thing that makes him special is obviously his mobility and playmaking ability. You know, he's not just not just a running back. You know, I'm not going to go there. It's just like, you know, his ability to scramble and throw the ball is obviously very important to his game. So um, I think it's going to depend on the reports, see kind of what those are looking like. If he's going to roll out there with like, you know, bum ankle and he can't really move, then I'm firmly staying away. Yeah, I think if Lamar plays, the, the plays probably the over for me. Like I try to get in on an over quicker. Than I would on necessarily back in the Ravens, but yeah, that's I, probably true. Yeah, I understand where you're at there. It makes it makes sense. Um, still have to obviously see his recording as a Wednesday night. We don't know what his status is. So, uh, yeah, that was their first time topping 20 points in, in like five games. So, has not been pretty in Baltimore. Uh, all right, last one here is the Sunday night game. Uh, we can get Andy's Monday night thoughts real quick because uh, it is his Vikings team. But uh, Saints on the road in Tampa. Tampa minus 11. Uh, at home, 46.5 is the total. Obviously, the Bucks are cruising here. And perhaps cruised a bit too much in the second half against the Bills last week. They dominated in the first half. They let Josh Allen kind of battle back. Force OT. Uh, it was really a fun sweat at the end, both with a, a Bucks minus 3 and a Bucks team total at 27.5 that 
you know, they almost got there in the first half and then made us uh, sit at the 27 for all of regulation and then uh, most of overtime. But that was a, an exciting finish here. Saints have been a little bit of a problem, though, obviously, for the Brady-led Bucks, uh, including a loss at the hands of Trevor Simeon just a few weeks ago. Saints ended their five-game losing streak last week against the Jets. This is obviously a different test here. Andy, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I took the 11. It's a lot. It's a lot in this game. It's at Tampa. I don't know if it matters. Tampa's kind of stunk sometimes versus running quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They are more than willing to let Taysom wander all over the field. He's got like 300 damn yards so far. And I mean, he, he had one big game. He's had one decent game. I don't know how much they're going to try to take that away. You know, this is not, this is not the team we thought we'd see at the beginning of the year. There's a lot of changes. It's it's hard to evaluate this team, but at, at the same time, I like some of the things we've seen from this defense. Uh, this has been a sketchy one. Like I took this early, and the injury report kind of needs to shake out in a certain way for this to not be feeling awful come Sunday. Like we need the offensive lineman healthy. I need yeah. everything to I need everything to work out well because they, they they've struggled with some offensive lineman injuries. They've struggled obviously with running back injuries. They never, ever got their wide receiver one on the field this year. And now they're dealing with uh, the third quarterback that they're playing, who is a tight end. It is, again, <laughs> terrifying in space with the ball. When he was receiving, I was like, God, if I'm a safety, I want no part of that. Like, he's, he's, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's Kittle-esque. And, yeah. uh, but uh, as a quarterback – I don't think that's a long-term thing. I don't understand what they see in that, why they're deciding to do the things they do with his contracts, but he, he's been fine. And again, this is too many points for me. I make this like nine. I'm, I'm fine taking some value here and hopefully they just keep it close or we see another second half where again the, the bucks haven't been as good against the run uh, against certain teams. I think we, we do see a decent game plan from again, a really good head coach. This is, I'm not, you know, like we said, we're down on Dable and stuff. I'm, I'm up on Sean Payton as played by Kevin James in basically any spot. I mean, he's a, again, I, for the record, because I, I don't get on here every, uh, I'm only on here every so often. So people need to hear this. He's a scumbag and a loser and a cheater who was suspended from the league for one year. But I respect the shit out of him as a coach. The guy has done a lot over the years, especially bringing these backup quarterbacks when Breeze has been hurt. Doesn't miss a beat. Changes the game plan. Makes Teddy go in, go six and zero. Wins games with Trevor Simeon. Wins mm -hmm. games with the tight end. Like he can put together a game plan with the best of them. And yeah, I just I, again, I don't think they have a shot at winning this game or sniffing it. But eleven's too much, and I took the uh, took the points early. It hasn't moved much. Yeah, I agree. I think that's an interesting look. You know, I haven't dabbled into the live prop market too much, Connor. But again, this is a spot we were talking about earlier with the Bills, where we've heard. Uh, Bruce Arians talk directly about, especially when they're up big in the first half, they are inviting you to run in the second half. They are defending the pass. They will give up chunk yardage if you are willing to take it. And I think the Saints would have to take it to like extend drives and extend plays. So I don't know if that's a Kamara look. I don't know if that's a, a live Taysom look, but there's probably some opportunities there. But just, you know, before the game starts, 11 points, 46 and a half. What are your thoughts? I mean, Taysom in his two starts now has 101 and 73 rushing yards on 11 carries apiece. Um, I mean, and now he arguably faces the best environment in, you know, out of all those with, you know, against Tampa likely playing from behind 10 point dogs. 
probably going to be dropping back a ton. Like, I, I think this is a great spot. I'm curious what his prop opens at, up at. I bet it's probably in the mid-50s, maybe 60. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think that's that's an interesting look there. Maybe the live line is the way to go about it. I think Tampa Bay's team total here is, I mean, I don't know, maybe a little too high. I guess, I mean, rematch of a divisional game. Like, the Saints came out last time against this, you know, team and just, like, you know, kind of stunned them a little bit. Um, but, again, they're at home, you know, and I don't really think – I think the Saints team is not as good as, you know, they were, I guess, in, in terms of, like, what, what happened. Like, I think that was a little bit of a fluke. So, I don't know. I think that I'd probably lean under on their team total, but it's not really too strong of a lean there. Um, like, the, I think the taste of play is probably a little bit better. But uh, I think it's worth noting, though, I mean, Kevin James, I mean, what a just terrible, terrible, like – I mean, God, I, I couldn't imagine anyone I would want to play me less like than Kevin James. Did you guys watch the trailer? It was uh, it's rough. Dude, it's, it's you really can tell bad. it's like it's like this is a straight to Netflix. Like Adam Sandler made this. It's basically Grown Ups three. Dude. Is there already a Grown Ups three? Probably. There, I think there is, but yeah, yeah. I mean, grown Up. It's Grown Ups four, where the Kevin James character is a coach. Like it's, it's it's it looked rough, and again. Like we made the, I made the joke about like how did how did Billy Bean end up like whoever Billy Bean's agent is Hollywood is he needs right? to figure that out he got yeah. Brad Pitt he got, he got Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt to, and apparently uh, Sean Payton shares the same agent with whoever the guy that got Jonah Hill in that movie was dude like, literally buddy, you could have done a little better than that I mean yeah like in the movie too it's like there's like no reason for him to be Sean Payton. It's just like literally like, I mean, I just watched the trailer. I'm like, why is Sean Payton just like, it's like him coaching a youth football team or something like that. You could have just made it totally irrelevant. Yeah. It could have just been a pretend coach. Yeah. uh, You know, from a fictional team who gets suspended. Because now like everyone is going to like scrutinize it even more and be like, why the hell? Like, why? Like, just like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what he did when he was suspended for a year. He went and coached, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a true it? story. Yeah. Oh, I, the, I the, and the worst part about the trailer is, like, and it, that the his assistant walks in and doesn't know who Roger Goodell is. I'm like, oh, why are you making this poor woman look so stupid? Like, clearly, she works for Sean Payton. She knows who Roger Goodell is. <laughs> like, that's, like, rough scene for her. Uh, although she probably, she got her... She got her health insurance. She got her SAG card. So good job. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, she's she doing all right. Uh, we don't typically talk about the Thursday or Monday Night Island games, Andy, but I know that you are, you know, um, a Minnesota guy. Do you have any uh, thoughts on the uh, the Vikings and Bears on Monday night real quick? Not not really. Just uh, Minnesota doesn't traditionally go down to Chicago and play well as a, as a rule, especially late in the season. I... I don't think you're going to see the offense play as well as they did against uh, Pittsburgh, especially in the first half. Kind of an underlook for me. I, I don't value what uh, the Bears have been doing. Uh, it was a nice first half. They were able to get fields out in space and a few runs, and you know, just uh, the special teams took advantage of pretty much just bad special teams play by Green Bay and had some nice starting field position and a score. So I, I don't think the offense is going to look that good. Uh, not that Minnesota's defense is great, but if they're healthy and, you know, everyone's playing for Minnesota, it's probably an underlook and a game I'm sad that I have to watch because <laughs> it is standalone. There's nothing else on on a Monday. Maybe there's a bowl game that night, Christ. Bears in primetime two weeks in a row. There's definitely Tuesday Minnesota bowl in primetime two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. 
I know there's a Tuesday bowl game. I don't know if there's a Monday one, but yeah, we might have to, maybe not because there's Monday night football. So they probably didn't schedule one. So we'll have to watch it because it's on. So Andy, we appreciate your time. I know you've been uh, podcasting for the last seven straight hours. So uh, let everyone know where they can uh, find all your stuff and remind them to download the BetSports app to track all their wonderful winnings. Yeah. I hang out on Twitter, you know, I'm on, uh, I'm on the machine. At Andy MSFW, and yeah, of course, the deep dive at deep dive pod. Um, we do the halftime shows on uh, the YouTube if you're into that sort of thing. Those have been fun. Two and one last week, we had a winning good. week. It's always nerve, it's always nerve wracking when you need the Monday win, it's the rubber match to have a good halftime week. But we took the Rams team total over, which cashed in five minutes and 15 seconds. It's always, I've never, I don't think we've ever had one that easy. It was beautiful. We were still streaming when it hit. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, any every halftime of all the primetime games, we will be doing those those island games. That's a lot of fun. And, yeah, just the BetSperts Media YouTube channel, there's a lot of content over there as well. Awesome. And download the app, yes. My name on the app, uh, you have to create a username because that's how it works. It's an app. My name on there is just Andy because I was an early adopter. It's like having it's like having a four letter Twitter name like Jack. OG early adapter, yeah, mm-hmm. Jack or Drill. So good job for me, and it's just A N D Y. Love it. All right, that wraps us up. So again, Connor and I will be back on Friday to do the prop show. Uh, we will have prop articles coming again. The NBA stuff starts on Monday. Again, hit the show notes four for four dot com slash plans to get yourself a betting sub here at four for four. Again, part of the BetSports Media Group. So for Connor and Andy, I am Ryan. We will see you all next week. Thank you. Yeah!